0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: And good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. If you want to jump in on the show with us this morning, X accounts at Locker Room one hundred nine at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson one. Give all those a follow. Uh, the email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo dot com. We talk about the app. Download the app. We got people listening on the app. Really. Uh, all over the country Uh people told us when they've been overseas they actually listen to us on the app so get that app on your smartphone you can dial it up anytime and uh, you can listen to all the shows here on tide 100.9 plus you can listen to alabama sports alabama basketball uh with chris stewart and brian uh passing are always on Uh so get the app also you can send us a message right there on the app anytime and uh, it will come right to us. Before we get started though, we want to thank, uh, Yellowwood of all the colors. Yellowwood is the most, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is, the season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, Build it right. Head on down to your local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. And always remember, Justin and Dad, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Justin, do me a favor. Lock him in there on line six. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay.
2: Glad to have you back, uh, Justin. And I carried it uh, by doing it by yourself. Uh, when I'm not in the studio with Justin, Is I think it went, uh, went okay, but we're happy to have you back. A lot to talk about. Um, I'm going to hold the basketball until I finish this football because football is about to get over with, but I have a lot of basketball to talk about as, as we go through. Uh, 6.30 tonight on ESPN, Washington will play Michigan for the national championship. Uh, Michael Penick, who a great passer, great player, transfer, really did well. J.J. McCarthy, of course, is the quarterback for Michigan. Most people here will be rooting for Washington because Michigan beat Alabama. Uh, I am too. Was, you know, nobody hardly even knows the head football coach at Washington, Kalen uh, uh, DeBoer, who's very, very good, done a terrific job. I guess Jim Harborough, so we'll be waiting to see tonight exactly what happens. But that's uh, that's what we'll have there. We'll we'll have uh, uh, our shows on as usual uh, today, and uh, same people on, on, a, on our morning show. So look forward to, to hearing Mac and also uh, Doug Bell. Uh, some other real quick news about, uh, stuff. Uh, the, the, uh, the center at Alabama, Seth McLaughlin has decided he was going to go to Ohio state. You're mad at him anyway, because of the snaps that he made. So he's going to be 88 and out the gate. Uh, question about, uh, Bill Belichick, whether he's going to be fired or not, probably will. Don't know. Arthur Smith got fired, um, with the Falcons after they got beat yesterday. Chris Kirk, uh three million six hundred thousand dollars over in Hawaii. Uh, Davis Riley played okay. Uh he was twenty nine hundred with the course was just they burned that Booger Bear up. Tom H- Ho made some money with seventeen hundred, but it wasn't much as all these guys that ahead of these two guys. So that that's what happened there. Uh Phil Phil, McBal- Phil, Phil Montgomery, the athletic director. The offensive coordinator for Auburn for the first year was fired, uh, let go um, so at Auburn, so they'd be looking for somebody there. They had a, a DB, defensive back, uh, uh, transfer, I think Scott Kidd, Keonti Scott. Uh, how about this one? Barry, I like this one. Uh, the highest paid assistant football coach will now be at LSU. Yeah. $2, thousand, two million, 500000 per year for three years is the defensive coordinator fi- formerly of Missouri. Uh, Blake Bauer, uh, I believe his name is, and he will be going to LSU to correct the four guys that left. I guess he can bring somebody else in to correct all their mistakes, and um, we'll see exactly what happens there. Um Had seven basketball games. I won't talk about those now. Probably not fair to talk about them right this second, but let Barry talk about whatever he wants to for a minute. I want to keep him uh, from uh, doing whatever he wants to talk about, but I can tell you pretty much about what happened at the basketball games. Uh, I will say this, 83-51 at at Arkansas was the worst defeat they've had uh, in that building. Uh, We also can mention that... um, Cowboy, the Eagles uh, got beat last night bad, they're hurting them, We're having a tough time right now, and Tua in Miami got beat uh, uh, Dolphins got beat last night in a, in a tough game I stayed up and watched it, so um, that's that's a jump at, at most things, UAB won in basketball last night against South Florida 75-71, good win for them um, so um, that's
1: that's a lot of stuff, but um, I've been writing for a lot of stuff. That's it. That's it. I want to get. Uh, I know this will never happen, uh, but Justin, you feel welcome to chime in on this. So, so I hear you about um, Hugh Freeze fires the offensive coordinator. Now, his uh, contract was most time when you have a three-year contract, uh, if you take another job, then whatever money Auburn owed you, they deduct it off of what you make at the next job. Well, this Coach Montgomery did not, he was the only assistant that did not have that in his contract, so he gets uh, all his money, uh, which is several million dollars. Uh, you know, these coaches, these head co- should should the head coach pay any penalty there for, I mean, he's the one that made the hire and it doesn't work out. So we just have to now, should we just paid, uh, what's the guy's name? Harson, Lord knows what, and his staff. And so now Hugh Freeze makes a mistake and hires and you know, he wants to be the offensive coordinator anyway. He's always wanted to be. So should, should the head coach have to pony up a little bit in these situations when you're making, the money these guys are making on these mistakes that you make, bringing these guys in, that, in your opinion? I know no. it'll never happen. No. I don't think it should. Should they you know, be? You,
2: you hire, well, you hire good and bad, so it means the guys who, who did a great job, got to try to give them a raise real quick. No. I think you leave it alone. You hire who you need to hire. You go to the athletic director and tell them if the thing is not working offensively, you need to make a change. He does so. If the things are good defensively, you, he says, how are they defensively? Good. How are they? This? Good. Uh, offensively, I think we need to make a change. And the athletic director puts the puts the ball in the hands of a head football coach and head football coach or basketball coach. I fired two people in the twelve years I had the job, and they need fired. I wouldn't fire.
1: Yeah, I don't think many. You know, back uh, then, I probably those guys probably only had one year contracts. The the multi year contracts is not not a new thing for assistants, not head coaches, obviously. Justin, what's your thoughts? You know, God may or do you do you is that a, like a in your profile or whatever in your in Hugh Freeze's deal, that hey, that's one mistake that he made. It's cost us, you know. I don't know what it is, two or three million dollars. Should that be something? or You just move on. These guys just spend money like it's water. Uh, your thoughts, just
3: I mean, would you blame Nick Saban for hiring a Pete Golding or a Bill O'Brien if it didn't really pan out too well with those guys? I I don't think so. I, I'm with Coach here.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think either one of those guys got fired. They got jobs and got better. You know, I think, uh, um, Pete Goldie made, I think made, made, made more money. So I don't think coaches never, I don't remember him firing anybody here. Can you remember somebody he's, maybe he, I'm sure he has, fired somebody that had years left on the contract that ended up getting the money, and not going anywhere. Can you guys remember anybody like that here? I don't. Uh, I think if you work at Alabama, usually you're pretty, uh, you can get a job there. Uh, I don't know. It just uh, was interesting. when these guys. You think Hugh Freeze will be the offensive coordinator there?
2: I think he'll hire an offensive coordinator that he can oversee. I
1: think he, why would he just take it? Uh, hire an offensive coordinator? I don't think person.
2: you can take it. I think you need to put it in the hands of somebody else who thinks, who thinks a little bit differently than you do. Maybe a little bit.
1: I think he's going to take. Enough. I think he's going to take it. Okay, maybe so. I don't know. Um, one be curious as what the listeners think. I, I think he, I think he is so caught up on thinking that he's a better play caller than everybody else, and whenever he does something and it works, he wants to take credit for it. I, I think I don't think he can enjoy being over on the sidelines unless he uh, is the. Now, I mean, I'm obviously gonna hire another assistant, but
3: uh, well, Barry, who would he blame if he's calling the plays?
1: You know. <laughs> Well, I think he thinks if he's calling them that everything will work out. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, are you, do you guys have any interest in watching this football game tonight? You got no SEC team in it? Uh, I do. Why? Why are you interested? I, I,
2: I, I enjoy watching football as much as I do basketball um, on the court. On the field, I think uh, I think they've done a great job at Washington. I think if um, Washington had not been at Washington, that that, uh, Michael Pinnick would have had a great. He came in second. Um, I think when your voters vote, you don't have as many voters coming from from the East Coast, from the West Coast, um, Northwest especially. I think it'll be uh, a good football game. I'm anxious to see if Michael them can can throw the ball. And and his guys around him can block well enough for him to throw the football and and beat a good Michigan
1: team. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I you know obviously we do a sports radio show, so we love sports. We're gonna watch the game. I'm I'm gonna watch it and pull so hard for Washington. Uh, I do that. I cannot stand Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I cannot stand Michigan. Uh, so I hope that they they lose. But I think you're just your fringe fan. Um, I don't know. Uh, you think your fringe SEC fan will watch the game tonight, Justin? A uh, guy who's not a guy who's listening. Fringe,
0: to this, no. A guy fringe who's listening won't.
1: to this show <laughs> is going to listen, going to watch it. But uh, if you're an SEC guy, but you're not a humongous sports guy, you're not probably not going. But if it was an SEC team in, they probably would watch it. Correct? If there's an SEC team in tonight, oh
3: sure, yeah. I know that I'm probably going to avoid it um i feel like i could get very into it and watch washington and pull for them hard because that's who I, I want to win but i'm going to save myself that trauma i've moved on <laughs>
1: from football well, some people have a, at what point do we stop talking about the alabama michigan game ever i mean i turn it on and people that's all they're still talking about the i mean can we move on?
3: We, we'll stop talking about it for a day, and that's in the spring game. And then we'll mm-hmm. talk about it again until kickoff next fall. <laughs> all right.
1: All right, we take the break. you got a couple phone calls coming in. We'll get to those. Royal cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, only one choice in this community is Royal, 205 391 Zero zero three four you a tied to one hundred point nine is the
0: home of Alabama sports.
4: Tide
0: 100.9 traffic
4: tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns and nissan traffic center we did have a small problem spot for those coming up to tuscaloosa from Hale county this morning northbound highway 69 at 61st street accident there there's now been cleared out of the right lane tow truck is pulled away so all lanes open never caused a whole lot of backup anyway but that scene is now cleared altogether we're seeing about an eight-minute drive both directions on 2059 between skyland Boulevard and 359. With your Tuscaloosa Traffic Now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. $400,000
5: in state funding will be used by Tuscaloosa County to pave nearly a dozen streets in the whole community.
6: The work will include resurfacing, milling, and possibly paving two gravel roads with asphalt,
5: and it should begin this coming summer. The money is coming from $27.5 million provided by Governor Ivey's office. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage throughout the day. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, TellSquare Media,
7: Tuscaloosa
0: Mostly cloudy today, a chance of rain this afternoon, the high
6: 53. Very windy tonight with widespread rain. Winds could gust as high as 45 miles per hour. The low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, windy. Rain ending during the morning, the high 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to the inside of the locker. Room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, uh, we'll get to the phone lines here in just one second. Uh, Nelson sends an email. Which would be better? Washington wins or Michigan wins, and the NCA takes it away from them for cheating. <laughs> Which would be, I think just Washington win, and then Michigan takes away all the wins uh, that they had during the season. Uh, just double whammy i might get to the uh, yellow wood hotline pressure treated pine from great southern if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it you don't want it good morning tom how are you hey tom
8: very very good to hear your voice this morning good morning coach good morning tom.
1: how are you how are you
8: i'm good i hope you're feeling better i'm glad you're feeling better uh, well, obviously you wouldn't be there
1: yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good thank you
8: good good um you know, it's interesting. You brought up the buyout on the assistant coaches. It wasn't that long ago, you know, where things like that just didn't happen for assistant coaches. And uh, and I think it's a reflection on how things have changed uh, on the money end of college uh, football. Because so Think about it, Barry. I mean, uh, I was looking. I, I tracked the uh, team when they flew from Tuscaloosa out to Los Angeles. They had three uh, huge 757 jets from Delta. Yeah. That went out there, and that, that's not just the football team. You know, that's a whole bunch of boosters and uh, employees, and I mean, that's a lot of people. You know, to, to put the bill on, and uh, and then the other morning, I was out for my walk uh, the night after, or uh, the morning after the ball game, and at at uh four forty uh three forty five in the morning. Here comes this plane over alpha really It scared the crap out of me. And uh and when I got back home I touched it, it was a charter. It was a Delta charter, M D eighty. And uh it holds about hundred and twenty on it. And it came from LAX. I know it that it was out there for the ball game. And, and but my point is it's unreal how much, much this, uh, college football is a wash. Look at the, the coaches and these recruits. They're flying around on private debt. I mean, just look what's going on. It is crazy how much money is involved. So paying off a sister coach, that's only fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just say it like uh, LSU. They just let uh, what? Yeah half their defensive staff go if not the whole deal so you got to pay those guys and then you got then, as dad said they're turning around and paying missouri's coordinator they're making the highest paid coach in college football uh assistant coach so yeah assistant coach so um yeah money in the sec uh money never gets in the way from decisions except for building an arena here in tuscaloosa that's the only time it gets in the way
8: yeah, uh, well, I, I know your stance on that. I don't share that view, but I mean, I don't. I'm not against it.
1: Yeah,
8: don't get me wrong. I just don't know enough to say anything. And uh, but uh, uh, I, I just—it's it, amazing, though. Uh, that, that's a good point to bring up. It's just—it's just money's not a thing anymore in the SEC. I mean, it's just, if you can see it, spend it. All
1: right. Do y'all, do y'all think that does John Cohen have to go get permission? to allow no. Hugh Freeze to fire him, Dad, or can he just do it and say, well, we we'll just No,
2: John Cohen fires him according to what uh he sits down with him and talks to him about his staff, but probably prior Sorry. to that, the coach has been to John to start with and said, look, I'm going to make a change to the offensive coordinator.
1: But, I mean, like, that's not in the budget, or is it in the budget? Uh, staff changes uh, where we're going to have like to pay – Plus two- funds. <laughs> yeah, that's – but does that like if you would not want any money you were given towards NIL to go to something like that? So they got so much money that where they just reach over the drawer and say, "Give it to him." Uh, That's right. There you
8: go. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that, that big old check that comes out of our uh, destiny every summer. I mean, don't underestimate that. That's a lot of money coming in to each one of these schools. It's made Mississippi State. It's made Vandy. It made all of them relevant. I'm here. I believe that. And they're not spending like some of the others, but they they still got it.
1: No doubt. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right, buddy. Glad you're back. Thank you, buddy. All right, back up to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning.
9: Good morning. Glad you're back, Barry. Thank you. Hey, uh, the viewership of the Alabama game last month. I sort of thought we might have uh, 31 million viewers watch that game. It, it ended up being 27.2 million, um, so it was down a little bit from what I thought it might be. How do they? How do they really know that? I, I think they. I think they uh, know how many people are subscribing to ESPN, and they just go from there. I don't know well, how, how. How do they,
1: they know who has it on the TV? I've always wondered that.
9: Oh yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not. Su- I'm not sure how they do it. I know used to back in the day, uh, the Nielsen thing was handled by uh, kind of a. You got a box, and you installed a box on your TV, and you were part of the Nielsen
7: yeah.
9: um, survey for, uh, team. But I don't, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. But I'm sure they can tell, man. They. don't know what.
1: I'm just curious how how they know. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um,
9: and also uh, as my understanding uh, from listening to Martin's show just a little while ago, that Saban said uh, uh problems adjusting to Michigan's huddling caused the defense problems. Is that correct?
1: Well, he, he uh played yes, a he played <laughs> a clip off of the Pat McAvee show. Uh and Nick Saban said that uh that I think Michigan, correct me just if I get this wrong, was the only team that kinda huddled uh A huddle before they popped out on, in a, with their defense, so you couldn't read what defense they were in to adjust their play. Is that what they said the, to call your formation or whatever? Is that right? Uh, that, that that caused them problems. That, yeah, it yes, is. Yes,
2: it, yes. yes. It, it caused them problems because you, because you get a you get a prior look if they don't huddle.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what he was saying was. He regretted that they didn't go fast. Well, if you're going fast, you don't have time to huddle that they didn't go fast enough, uh, at certain situations during the game. Uh, but they were, um, they couldn't block them. So they did, they lost a lot of confidence in the passing game because they didn't feel like they were, they could block them. And you know, yeah, they played good. poor first time. Yeah. So anyway,
9: that, uh, also I think this, I think the Falcons job could get interesting. I, I would not rule out. I would not rule out at all, and I'll be wrong probably. But would you rule out Arthur, uh, Arthur Blank contacting Sarkeesian? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Sark has been there. Sark has been there before. He was there for one year, I think, as the offensive yeah, coordinator. But they, I think they, they left. Days did not go well for him. I think uh, there there are times in basketball and football both that you're better off uh, confident. Uh, a, a better coach at either one of the other two, I think, because of that one year, he would not uh, call him.
1: You know, uh, you know, there was. I guess it's just it was just play rumors that uh, you know they'll throw a lot of money at Kirby Smart, but would Kirby Smart style work in the NFL? The
9: what he? I think Kirby. I think Kirby would work in Atlanta, and I tell you, I think Kirby's disgusted with college football right now. Really? So I do. Yeah, this post game press conference the other day was pretty much gave him an open floor to give the NCAA hell, and he did.
1: Well, I think he, um, I think he felt bad for Florida State, to be honest with you. know I think he, I think he, <laughs> he wanted I, he wanted to have a quality game to test his guys, and when the, when all those guys opted out, it was like you know him playing a SWAC school or something. It wasn't fair, like you know. It, Way more scholarship guys over there, and, and he didn't feel like it helped his football team. Uh, and he wanted well, to
9: play. let me tell you something there's, there's one thing us fans can learn about that FSU situation, and it's this if things don't go, go well for your team, don't encourage the team to, to play in the darn bowl game. Yeah, I mean, don't encourage them not to play, is what I meant to say. Yeah yeah you do that, and you might get what you wish for a bunch of players defecting.
1: yeah uh you know it's and I don't say I'm not saying Mike Norvell has a bad culture 'cause he he doesn't, but uh it shows you what kind of culture Nick Saban's built here, which is really hard to do uh during this time with uh with everything coming at these kids that he was able to hold that thing together last year uh with the success that i have had and those main guys, and I know Dr. Pepper probably paid him, I get it, but for those guys still to play, that coach has done an unbelievable job. He don't think he gets enough credit for the culture here in Tuscaloosa.
3: Well, I'm not sure if you guys saw this Um, in that same Pat McAfee interview coach kind of elaborated on that situation with Bryce Young and Will Anderson where the university actually increase their insurance payouts for these guys so that they would be more interested in playing. Say they played and got an injury, their insurance would pay them out more as they went into the league, which, as far as I'm aware, that's maybe the first time a school's done that. Yeah, yeah.
9: Anything else, Philip? No basketball team held on. They better tighten up. Yeah, and that's no, about
1: it, man. No, you just take the win, and get out of there. Uh, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of teams lost at home. Very rare uh, in the SEC, so especially the LSU going to Texas. It was, A&M. Four, it was four and three. Well, did yeah, you did well, you expect LSU to go to Texas A&M and win? I did not. Did you uh, expect? Oh I didn't. Well, I know I understand.
2: Let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell all these. One monkey doesn't make a circus. Any more than one game makes
1: a season. I understand that. But <laughs> you're Texas A&M, you lose at home to LSU. Now you're going to Auburn. Your next game. Well, you're uh, gonna be all in too. <laughs> thanks, Philip. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Uh, were you surprised? I was, I was surprised. Not only, obviously, by the margin. Were you surprised Auburn went to Arkansas? One? I was. I say it at the beginning of
2: the show you weren't listening. I'm saying that. I'm I,
1: asking you. Were you surprised? Now we didn't surprised. know. Auburn. I would have. I would have thought that. I, I picked Arkansas to win. Obviously by the margin, but uh, yeah, it's a- I picked Arkansas
2: to win the game. Well, I, I picked four right and three wrong. I, you know, when you have when you have Georgia go to Missouri and make 12 th- twelve threes um, against a Missouri team that shoots the three well themselves, and then when you have when you have LSU go to Texas A and get all the cheap baskets inside that they got, and Mix those with some with some outside shooting and pretty much stop the Taylor kid. And then when you have Auburn go in there with a the new player that they've got from Florida Coast Florida junior college from uh Dominion Republic, uh, who we didn't know about. Uh he wasn't the only one, but they came in and they 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 just absolutely killed Arkansas inside, uh, wiped him out and um certainly a big win there. So uh Alabama gets by you know, it gets by there and Others, others got by. Tennessee just absolutely destroyed um, um. Ole Miss. And, wow, Kentucky runs with it very well. Kentucky could have very easily lost Florida a little bit, played a little bit better. It's probably a little bit better than I thought they were.
1: All right, uh, maybe Johnny G answers my question on the app. Uh, smart TVs and Roku track every second, every click, you're of your watching. So, uh I don't know, I guess everybody just about now has smart TVs. 2 minute truck, yeah, 1330 Martin Road East. that's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Now moving is stressful, so you want to let the professionals handle it. They know how to wrap it, pack it, and load it. So give them a call, today, whether it's local, out of town or out of state. These guys will take great care of you and the stuff. 205 247 50502 Two-minute truck
0: movers who care. Tide 100.9 Traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We did have a small problem spot for those coming up to Tuscaloosa from Hale County this morning. Northbound Highway 69 at 61st Street. Accident there that's now been cleared out of the right lane. Tow truck is pulled away, so all lanes open. Never caused a whole lot of backup anyway, but that scene is now cleared altogether. We're seeing about an eight-minute drive both directions on 2059 between Skyland Boulevard and 359. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: The Yellowwood pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Nothing better. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you. As always, remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's a former assistant at Florida State Ole Miss radio personality throughout the Southeast. Is joined us every Monday during college football, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Good,
2: good, great, guys. How are you all this
1: morning? We're good. Go ahead, up.
2: Max, does uh, does Washington have the ability around the quarterback who's darn good? Uh do they have the ability around the quarterback to beat Michigan?
5: I think we're gonna find that out probably the first down in the first few downs. Michigan's gonna do the same thing they did to Alabama. They're gonna pick out one or two guys, the weaknesses on the offensive front, they're gonna overload him, they're gonna to try to get the sack right off right off the bat. what they do against Alabama? They picked on number seventy four. and they, they won. Uh, on the first play, so I, you know I look forward to do the same thing. I, I like Michigan in a close ball game in this one for that very reason. I don't think Washington's offensive front has really been tested, and I think I thought the defensive coordinators at, uh, at Michigan did a really good job in isolate different different phases of of their of their rush, and I think they're gonna do the same thing. I like them in a close ball game. I really do. Uh, four
1: and a half. Uh... Max, uh, Coach Sabin was out earlier or in the last week. He does the Pat Back of show. Uh, he talked about, of course, it's, uh, you know, after the game, you go back and look at it and what could we have done better? And he said one of the things that they didn't do, they didn't go fast. They should have gone right. fast more that uh, Michigan was one of the only teams that was huddling. Uh so they would huddle and then, you know, so they couldn't get a real read on what they were doing defensively where if they had gone fast, I think it would have kept them from huddling. You would think uh maybe they could adjust to that during the game. But uh, you know, when you're in the game, uh sometimes you have game slippage maybe with your coaching. Uh yeah. I'm sure that's some regrets there for him and his staff. Uh there. Just your thoughts about his honesty there about about that situation.
5: Well, I, you know, I, and one thing I think we all know about him is he's, he's always been up front. with have some weaknesses. He talked about them. But he's had time to, you know, to recoup. This was the last game of the year. So, yeah. course, all he's got to look forward to now is new players, free training you know, off-season programming. to get ready for next fall. And this guy, the schedule is going to be tremendously tougher than it has been. Uh, I think we all know that. You, you don't just take a look at 2024 schedule for everybody in the SEC. So I, you know, I think it's going. I think it's going to command and demand a better coaching job. I think, and, and I, you know, guys, we talked about this before. You, you practice every day, for certain situations. They never practice rolling the ball back that from center. I guarantee you. But the fact is, it happened. Happened more in that ball game, and I saw probably in all the other games I watched over, the, you know, over the last week or so. But it happened. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he's. He has identified. He knows what the problems are, and um, but it's sad. It's at the end of the season, you know. I think I think they eliminated some back in the you know in the South Florida game after losing to Texas, and it got them to where they are. It's probably the most improved team in the country in that respect. But it did get them to the championship, and I
2: think that's the you know that's the key right there. Yeah. That, uh, uh, from a mental standpoint, how do you how do you separate four quarterbacks with a transfer portal <laughs> the way it is? I think mean, for me, yeah, to me, that's a that's a very interesting question. You it is. try to as a coach to coach these four guys at home, but knowing full well that uh, behind the scenes somebody's picking at them to try to get them to move because sure. of playing time and money. How do you how do you handle that? Well, I I think you have to be totally honest with them. But be honest, you know, with you. I think they
5: they you know they tell them their strengths and their weaknesses, and I think another thing they have to look at who's coming in uh, to feel. Maybe one or two of those slots if they leave. I think I think you got to look at the big picture, and, and I, that includes not only practicing performance every day. How do they get along? You know, what about the what about the dressing room concept? How does that fit? You know, with their program right now. But I think this term of year with the with the situation like it is with the pool and all, I do think you have to be totally honest with the kids. Uh, they were, you know, I think that's why the pool was designed. Uh, basically, for the kids' situation, after they cut the scholarships to one year, those kids need, a, you know, need a shot. They may not interpret what you're telling them. Also, remember you're dealing with 18, 19 year old kids, as opposed to you know, uh, in the NFL level, you got them 25 to old up, uh, a lot more mature. But I, I, I go back to the thing. I think you need. If it, 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 it takes it, go in there and shoulder show them the clip. Show them where you know this is what you've been in. They got practice clips on every day of practice, and they know, and, and I don't. And all this guys during the week. Those kids know where they stand. I mean, they—I'm sure twos, threes, and fours will probably rotate out during the season and move it up, and down uh, the opportunity to play. Cause Coach Saban's gonna play number one, you know, unless the game gets completely out of hand, except for the last two or three minutes. That's just—that's his philosophy. That's to me. That's an NFL philosophy, and it it's worked for him. So, uh, that's—it's a great question. And, and looking at Alabama's what. The the legitimate twos and threes off that roster probably didn't play at all this year. Uh, We we've already talked about so so the you know the the kid from Bill today already going to lacrosse or whatever you know whatever he decided to do. But what about three and four? Uh, Was it you know you can play in four games now and still keep your red shirt? Yeah. And there might have been a problem why they didn't ever use them you know in any of the ball games they did. So and I don't say a problem but a, a reason. Why they did? Maybe they were, you know, trying to save them down the road and try to keep them there. But with a portal like it is today, I believe I'd have I'd have put them in. I'd have used the maximum myself just to give them a taste of what it's like, even for what for three or four snaps yeah. in a ball game. At least in those, you know, those four. I think you get a better judge of Uh It's different. Guys, it's different practice to the game. You know that. You get in front of hundred thousand people, and the game's on the line. Uh, there's a lot of emotion out there with players and coaches.
1: You know, uh Alabama has a uh by the way, by how good they recruit. They have so many good young guys, but coach likes for them to. You know, wait their turn. If you don't 100% right. know what to do, he's not going to play you. So he had two hot shot freshman running backs here, uh, Justice Haynes and Jam Mill. They played a little bit, right. but not, not a ton. And then all of a sudden you see right. Haynes in the, in the <laughs> semifinal game back there playing. You're like, wow. So now he's got two, his first and second string guys. I think he doesn't want to lose those hot shot freshmen because he knows he's got two more years out of those guys. So, Right. I think he probably encouraged Jace McMillan and Roy Dell Williams that they need to kind of probably move on because if he doesn't, then he's going to lose the young kids. That's a tough decision to, is. to do that, yeah. but I don't blame him because if he brings those guys back, those young guys are gone and they got more years left. So th- there's another, you no know, somebody's going to get some really good running backs here uh, that were stars at the University of Alabama. That that's kind of ironic, that uh, Max.
5: It really is. But I, I think I think more goes into it, Barry, than just what we see in a ball game. I think the day by day operations, you know, how, how they adjust, uh, how they get along. I think a lot of that stuff, you know, plays into that decision when you when you have a case like but it certainly makes his job easier if he's got some good young guys coming along. Yeah. And then of course we had we did not even see if they go to the portal or what they may bring in as freshmen. Uh <clears throat> so I mean it's it's, it's a, absolutely collecting those kids and doing what you say in today's recruiting process. It's completely changed than it was five years ago. Uh, I mean, you got a lot to consider right now. And I think Haynes is a good, uh, you know, a good example. But, uh, you know, if you knew anything about him coming out of high school, because I mean, guys, he was a superstar at Georgia now. I'm going to tell you, I, I got a friend that it, uh, does all the play by play stuff at Thompson High School at Buford, where he came from. Ran up down, to, he ran up down the field all night on that on that team. And that team won, I think, three or four straight state championships at uh, at, at the seventh star level. So uh, anyway, I, I think we look, you know, we go back and look at the process. Uh, coaching at that level today has changed. in the It starts with recruiting. It starts with that selection of who you keep and who you don't keep. You don't really just recruit, you know, high school kids anymore or, or, or college kids. You got to recruit your own players first. Uh, to know which would you and I'm sure they do. They have an old evaluation with that. And, uh, and probably outside of us, it may be some surprises, but I, I would almost bet inside that that process is so instilled in them now. They pretty well know who's going to go and who's going
1: to stay. Yeah. Um, over in Mississippi, where you are, uh, Judkins is leaving Ole Miss. Sounds like to yeah. me he, uh, he was a little bit of a problem over there. Maybe he got uh, a little full of himself. Uh, he's making some money over there, but I think Jackson Dart, uh, basically burned a timeout to get him out of the game. Uh, although he had a ton of yards, I think he was, I don't know, have you heard this, that he was being difficult to deal with? So I don't think, uh, Lane Kiffin really cares. He's leaving. Maybe even encouraged it. And we'll see where he lands. I don't think he's coming to Alabama. They don't need him. Uh, what, what's the situation over there with that, uh, Max?
5: Well, I, I, the first thing I said when I heard it, I thought he's going. I, th- I thought he's going to Auburn. Yeah, because they need to run it back, and there's still probably a little animosity with the with the head coach over there with Ole Miss. So I mean, that might be a, a but, but. Nobody had heard that outside what was going on with about some problems they may have in the dressing room or kind of, as you said, full of himself. And I think, think that's right. And I don't think Lane cares about... I'll tell you, here's the indication. They got eight eight running backs on their roster. Not a one of them's listed going to the portal and not a, not anywhere on any recruiting list are they recruiting new running backs. So they didn't care if he would or not. Uh, I think the system will allow somebody to step up. Now, who that is, I don't think anybody knows. We'll know for the spring. But
2: uh, they go throw the football thirty four times the ball game, and they've been very successful at it. Yeah, that. Uh, we have we have a big difference in offensive stuff at Alabama and Auburn. I do not need to mention the Auburn stuff. Coach will, at Alabama, he make he may call something, but he doesn't get just sticking play by play by play with the offense, right. uh, like Auburn does. Right. Um. They fire Philip. Where? Where? Uh. And. You know, they're going to hire somebody either that has a different philosophy than Philip did or agrees with the head coach. Uh, where do they go with that situation at Auburn? And, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty much been me and I uh, talking right. about the head coach in his thoughts. That's true. Yep. Well, I, you know, I
5: don't look for that to change. Uh, I mean, with, personally with him, but I think he will select somebody that he can still do that with. I think somebody knows that will pick up his system or if he wants to make a you know, if if he's allowing that call to happen, he's listening, he can change the call himself. And I think Coach David has the same ability, but the fact is that many times he doesn't do that. But, uh, I think Albans right is, is a really in a pivotal situation. They've got to get some more players. They don't have enough players, guys. You know that. I mean, it's not just running back and quarterback and, and skill guys, they gotta get some defense and offensive fronts that can they can play in this league now with the you you know, with a new structure. And It is a new stuff. You got two pretty good football teams coming in. Uh, they are not uh, Texas has become more consistent. but Oklahoma's not consistent yet, but they'll fall in place. I think they got enough resources. They can get enough players to do that. But Auburn's got to, to get Auburn back to where the fan base is accustomed to. Uh, and, and he's going to have to go. I'm going to say he's going to go through another another group of poor, you know, transfers through the portal, and, uh, and certainly the high school level is going to pick up as well.
1: Who you like tonight,
5: Max? I, I thought the season was over. <laughs> you gonna watch I, it? You know what? I, honestly, good. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, but it, not nearly with the intensity that I would normally. I believe it's the 16 years that not an SEC team had been in there. So, uh, you know, I think that's a, a big letdown with everybody. But the fact is, it's a reality, and uh, we'll, we'll probably see some pretty good football. And I watched at least the first half. Uh, what the line it's still four and a half. Michigan. Yeah. I believe yeah. that's the, the point spread. And I went to over and under in the low fifties, somewhere like that. Uh, that's a little high unless Washington throws, you know, throws it 40 times and they run, they run, uh, the Michigan's defensive backs down. And I, I'm those are the kind of things I'm going to watch is how Washington attacks that defense because Alabama didn't have much luck with it. They, uh, and I thought Alabama would to tell you the truth, but, uh, Melrose just didn't have time.
2: Much of the night, and, they, and I thought I'd give that coaching uh, uh, aspect to Michigan. Can Mississippi State make a change of uh, going from offensive coordinator to defensive coordinator? Yeah. Guy who they say is you know a little bit more electric uh, in his attitude, maybe yeah. uh, attitude's not the right word in his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, can can they can they recruit enough players because of a new offensive guy and or are they going to be last in the SEC?
10: I
5: think I think it's going to be a challenge, dude. Because get yeah. now with the system, it is, it is where you got the formula. It they're going to get some players in, but probably not top players to start with. And kind of be the, those guys that be, uh, Mississippi State's the second choice. But they, you know, they will remember they don't have to play in the State of the year anymore. So they could, you know, they they'll they'll make a change and be a little better. They'll bring a little more finesse to the offense. I think. But getting a duff that can compete on a consistent basis, and I'm telling you, that's a hard, that's a hard sell. Uh, It it really is, in particular of what's out there now, what's available. uh, The guys have that option to go in a lot of places. Even if they know they got to go in as a number two and they got a chance to to start at another school, uh, Mississippi State's going. I think they're going to theirs up wide open and and put the best, you know, try to put the best twenty-two on the field every week. How that works for them. I think we'll we'll have to wait to see, how, you know, what kind of players they get, what kind
2: of adjustment they make. Well, one more question now that Barry, uh, is Florida State gone for a few years now? It sure looks like that. I think the internal operation
5: uh, has just deteriorated to a point that, uh, and I, I tell you, Coach Lovell is the one that's, that's got the end of the deal because he's the one that's out there, you know, is, is the image of, as the football coach. And, uh, and a lot of fan base, you know, they do what 27 kids opted out not to play in the bowl game because they got hammered uh, by Georgia. Uh, but you know what? That reflects on the coach, uh, regardless of the public opinion. So, I, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him try to make a move. Uh, I don't know if he's a decision or not, but the fact is, if he is, I guarantee you he's being chopped today. Because he's a pretty good football coach. He did a good job at Memphis, and I thought he did a good job at, uh, at Florida State but i think because of all the internal conflict that's going on uh, and i think i've told you guys before that school having been there operates different than any other university i know there's way more influence from outside sources like booster club and all than there is anywhere else i know but they've got you know they've gotten away with that until they've made a few bad choices head coach over the last few years of course it bottomed out on talent Then doorbell comes in and starts to build back and you know had an undefeated season we all know part of that's due to the weakness of the ACC, but it was a fact on paper he was undefeated. Uh, in, in, in particular, the last two ball games, we talked about that. Uh, you know, without the starting quarterback, and they did not look good. But they would. so you know, some of that has to go with him. But to answer your question, coach. I, I think they're going to be down for a while. How many kids want to go there right now with that sure. turmoil like it is? I, that's that's what's going to hurt him right there. Is we're trying to recruit top players.
1: Uh, we've got about a minute left, Max. What do you think about uh, what LSU did with the defensive staff the hire and all there? <laughs> I think he
5: should you know, he should be the dark. You know, they they brought my best friend uh, back in as a, de- as a defense consultant, Pete Jenkins. And Pete's, Pete's eighty two years old, but he's still got a mind it's sharp as attack. But, you know, communication. Uh, I think I, I think Coach Kelly's searching. I think he's trying to find a, a you know, a U attitude. How much he's going to have to do with on-the-field coaching, I think it's going to be kind of uh, worth watching down the road. Because, guys, it don't matter what you know on the sideline, if you ain't got the players on the field, you can't win. And uh, they won with a quarterback more, more than anything else this past year. But now finding the other pieces to keep that program viable uh, with the new league, you know, with the new structure coming in with the SEC. It's going to be really worth watching.
1: You think? I uh, will let you go. Uh, will Hugh Freeze be his offensive coordinator? Will he be the offensive coordinator at Auburn? I, uh, he,
5: oh he, Hugh you mean himself? Yeah
1: yeah. Will he make himself oh, yeah. the I, offensive?
5: He's going to start. Yeah, he's going he's going to try to find somebody that's got his same philosophy. But
1: he's not going to no, do it. He, his, he's he, not going to do it himself.
5: Well, he may. I mean, <laughs> I think he's gonna he's going to put it out there. But if the first time they miss two or three and he interrupts, you know, in the, the play calling, then he becomes the offensive coordinator. If they
1: have a good play, then he'll say he called it.
5: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Where, no doubt. Yeah. You know, and if they win, you know. That's he, right. He it was it his play.
1: scout. He coached. But they sure. lose. Then he was. He was, yeah, he was working on recruiting. He was working on. Yeah.
5: Oh, we got we got we got more work we got to do. You know, we got to
1: get some more players. <laughs> there we go. All right, Max. Well, we'll see what happens. It'll be a, a fun night. To, uh, watch. I'm pulling against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, uh, but we'll see what happens with the portal and all that uh, this week. And we'll fight. We'll talk to you next week about it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Max. There's Coach Max. All right. Take this break. That's the Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports.
0: Weather brought tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming mostly cloudy
6: today, a chance of rain this afternoon, the high 53. Very windy tonight with widespread rain. Winds could gust as high as 45 miles per hour. The low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, windy. Rain ending during the morning, the high 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home. Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9 and screening on the Tide
1: 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Take to this top of the hour break. Open up the phone lines, 205-342-9999. We'll check in with Doug Bell here at 815. We'd love to have your phone calls. We want to thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. You're going to build the deck, the Pergola. You want to build the last, no better product than Yellowwood brand Pressure Treated Pine. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it.
4: High 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We're still seeing a very quiet ride into and out of the Tuscaloosa area this morning. A drive along 2059 from Foster's continuing out to Cottondale. You're moving at posted speeds there. Same story on the McFarland Boulevard drive from Coker continuing up to Lurling Wallace. The rest of the way past UA and down to the I-20 interchange. Just a quiet ride throughout the region. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
10: Tuscaloosa
0: Here's Eddie
10: Garcia. On the final day of the NFL regular season, Sunday night, Bills beat the Dolphins 21-14. Buffalo wins the AFC East. They'll host Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Miami will play at Kansas City. Chiefs beat the Chargers 13-12. Buccaneers shut out the Panthers 9-0. Tampa Bay wins the NFC South. They'll host Philadelphia in the first round. Eagles lose to the Giants 27-10. Cowboys over the Commanders 38-10. Dallas wins the NFC East. They'll host Green Bay. Ron Rivera fired by Washington as their head coach this morning. Packers win a wild card, beating the Bears 17-10 to 9. Lions over the Vikings 30-20. Detroit will host the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. LA a 21-20 win over the 49ers. San Francisco gets a first round bye. Jaguars lose to the Titans 28-20 to be eliminated from the playoffs. Saints over the Falcons 48-17. Atlanta fired head coach Arthur Smith afterwards. Bengals down the Browns 31-14. Seahawks over the Cardinals 21-20. Jets beat the Patriots 17-3. Raiders over the Broncos 27-14.
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. Phone lines are wide open, 205-342-9904. If you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning, Andrew Conifer. He's my all-state insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. He's over at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3, over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know exactly what you're paying, what you got. Uh, He can run a quote for you. Uh, email right there to you. If you need, uh, more coverage, less coverage, you need umbrella policy, you need home life, whatever you need there, Andrew and his staff will take great care of it. 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Conifer uh, Facebook page. Uh, that, uh, tomorrow night, uh, at six o'clock, yep. um, Alabama takes on a, a surprise team in the SEC, quite honestly. Uh, 13-1 South Carolina. Um, unfortunately, uh, one of the, my good friends, Coach Duckett, who worked with me at South Carolina, my phone was ringing off the hook yesterday from South Carolina people telling me about uh, Coach Duckett. He obviously he was not in yeah. South Carolina now, but to living as I passed away from cancer. Uh, and It's given me an opportunity to kind of uh, talk to some of the players that we coached you know and you hear those guys and i see the messages they put on social media about what coach duckett uh meant to to those guys i know you knew him uh as well but uh it's just uh it's a tough time for for his family and all but uh but anyway uh you know the bond that you have with the um i know i talked to some of the guys that, you know, come back and meet with you. The bond that you have with those guys, it never goes away, you know, even oh, though yeah. years and years and years you can get together and, and tell stories. And I know you met with Jim and Mark uh not too long ago, and they were talking about how uh, fun it was just to kind of talk about maybe things that you couldn't talk about between player and coach back then. But being able to do that now uh was really refreshing to them, just – Maybe talk about those relationships. Yeah, it those means meetings. a lot
2: to be able to see your your former players. You know, you fuss at them and try to make them better. And the great thing about kids is that they recognize that after they after they leave a little bit more so than when they're playing for you. And Mark, uh, Coach Ducky was a terrific guy, and I hated it so bad. He passed away. I had a real strong feeling for South Carolina because of you working there, and also because of Scott playing there for Bill and. And uh, it was a tough deal, so um, sir, sir, sorry about that. But the relationship that you have with your kids, especially, uh, you know, I've heard Verado occasionally, and just about everybody that's been on our team, and it's a different, it's a different relationship, somewhat, a little bit. They they sort of know what you're trying to do when you're trying to get them ready to play. But uh, we have uh, we. While you bring that up, we had seven basketball games. Um, and three, uh, three, three times the visiting team won, which is a little bit more than generally the home team won, four times uh, in this past game, past uh, uh, Saturday. I thought the Kentucky-Florida game was one heck of a game. Kentucky was very fortunate to win that. Kentucky does not get as good a looks with their threes as Alabama does. Kentucky, outbound uh, gets good looks. They, uh, Kentucky should because they run the break. If the break's not there, they've got somebody on the perimeter to shoot it. But they don't. They don't. They, they didn't in that game. But they're big and physical and strong and had a very close game, uh, of course, at Florida, which was a good win for them. Tennessee just absolutely dominated Ohio, Ole Miss. It was just – it was just – it was a – terrible and Ole Miss of course it had only they had not lost coming into that game and so Tennessee is you know it has a chance to be good but you, you look at it you look at them you better look at them at one game at a time and the Georgia game I already mentioned they, they made their 12 threes to, be, to, to beat Missouri who has a chance to be a, a pretty pretty good basketball team Alabama a good win uh, although it was a close win, it was a good win to to go. Anyhow, and be on the road, win one. It's it's important to you. And they were able to do so. Uh, Vanderbilt played better, played harder. Uh, Alabama turned the ball over 16 times, I think it was, and um, you know it just didn't didn't do quite as well as they've been doing um, from a from a overall standpoint But uh, got by that game Of course they play South Carolina We'll talk about those games tomorrow As to who's going to win and lose There'll be four games tomorrow And then there'll be three games on on, uh, on Wednesday So that that should be uh, pretty interesting In the opening game Mississippi State uh, Played South Carolina I picked South Carolina I thought it would be a close one It was a close one Mississippi State can't score enough to beat you But uh, they can on occasions, but basically they can't, uh, they do a good job of, of calls and turnovers cause you need to play, play not as well as you need to play in the first part of the game, but before it's all over, uh, just not to get three for 16. I can't recall something like that from the three. So they did anyway, anyway, four home teams, one Barry mentioned, uh, LSU and, and, uh, a and and m didn't guard anybody much. And, 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 uh, and I can't remember his name, but just like I mentioned the Auburn game, just they they just had a new player come in to LSU. Uh, I, I'm going to have lunch with uh, dinner with a SEC, SEC commissioner in charge of basketball Friday night. This coming Friday, and uh, um, they had a new player come in, and the I guess the stunner of all I haven't mentioned is Auburn going in and absolutely annihilating. Um, Must didn't have anything to say at the press conference. He wanted to get up and believe and just said, look, you can ask what questions you want to ask. but um, Auburn just took them. Auburn really, really played well inside. They killed them inside. They scored some on the outside as well, but they scored inside a lot. So humongous win for Auburn to go in there and win that game the way they did. Give them a lot of confidence. Of course, they play A&M at uh, 8 o'clock our time on ESPN and uh, Alabama will play at six o'clock on the SEC network. they other two games tomorrow night. Missouri will be at Kentucky on ESPN. That'll be a six o'clock game And Vanderbilt and LSU. Um, that game will be played at LSU and that'll be a, an eight o'clock game.
1: Yeah. Uh, South Carolina – Uh, I think maybe probably one of the surprise teams in the country, uh, obviously in the SEC. Michi Johnson, uh, really good player, 6'2 guard, transferred from Ohio State. Their second leading scorer, um, is BJ, uh, Mack, and he's a transfer from Wofford, so he's a graduate student, but averaging. He's about 6'8, 260, averaging right over 13 points a game. So there's, and that may be hey, how you have to do it at South Carolina. You may have to work the portal and hit hit it uh, right there. But uh, these guys are 13 and 1, uh, which is, the, that's a big surprise here in the league, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. It is. And we'll wait and see what happens. So they hadn't played a real tough schedule, but they have won what they played. The Bell kid and the Smith kid, both big kids inside from from Mississippi State. Uh, got a, got them off to a decent start, and it was a close game the entire way. Um, but uh, Tulo, Tulu Smith is a good player. Hadn't played a whole lot because of injury. Uh, Bell kid came in and played for him for a while. Last night. He's a big kid, big, strong, heavy set kid. And uh, both those guys will be be decent. I only say that because Alabama was going to play at Mississippi State in these first four games before they hit Tennessee and, and uh Auburn, uh, so it's I'll give the I'll give my thoughts tomorrow on the four who, four winners and also the three winners on,
1: on Wednesday. Yeah, so, yeah, the other kid, Miles Stute, uh, transfer from Vanderbilt. That's uh, I yeah. think their their third leading scorer there at South Carolina. So they've done a good job in the portal. Uh, they've gained some confidence. Now we'll see. It's like Ole Miss. You know, they won a bunch of games and they got went on the road in the SEC. And it's a little more. The game's just. Uh, they just change when you get in the league. They're, the teams uh, know each other better. Uh, they're more physical. Uh, it's just a, it's a different game when you get into the league.
2: Isn't it? well when you come into uh, to bowling arena and you're undefeated. Uh, that brings more people into. They want to come in there and see you crack them, and they did. But uh, it makes the game more exciting because you can yak about an undefeated Ole Miss team coming in there, and they had beat Memphis. And uh, the kid that left, uh, the kid that left uh, Crimley, who left Alabama, went to Memphis. Is really playing well for them, and they're they're doing a good job of winning a bunch of games. So, um, and Vanderbilt, you know, they played they played Memphis to a two point game. So you just can't you can't compare scores. You can't compare games. You just have to play the eighteen games and and see who, who. But it is interesting to talk about each week because. You know, people have the feeling because you won yesterday, you're going to win today, and that doesn't necessarily, not necessarily, is true. The home team, basically, in the games is, is going to more so when the when the season is over, the home team will have won old seventy percent of the games.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get our man Doug Bell. It's always fun having Doug in. Uh, he's always a good sport. We always give Doug a hard time. This is Todd, 100.9, the home of Alabama sports.
7: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
6: Becoming mostly cloudy today, a chance of rain this afternoon, the high 53. Very windy tonight with widespread rain. Winds could gust as high as 45 miles per hour. The low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, windy, rain ending during the morning, the high 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 40 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide
1: 100.9. Tuscaloosa, Toyota. Go to Tuscaloosa, Toyota.com. They got all these 2024s in, the Camrys, the Tundras, the Tacomas. Uh those Grand Highlanders. These are beautiful uh cars out there. So they are ready to make you a deal. They got the new inventory, the use inventory, everything right there on the website, TuscanToyota dot com. You can also can schedule a service uh right there. Everybody's busy so they wanna Make sure that uh, you get in and out at Tuskosaw Toyota. But they sold over 300 cars uh, last month, so you know they're doing something right. So if you're in line for a new vehicle, go on down to Skyland Boulevard at Tuskosaw Toyota and tell Justin and David that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, we'll get to the Tuskosaw Toyota hotline and get in our main man with the PGA Tour, uh, CBS Sports, uh, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey Doug. Hey
11: Barry. Hey, hey coach, I'm doing great. And Barry, your basketball team's
2: doing good. Congrats on yeah. that. Wow. Thank you. Uh, do Barry, do, do, uh, do Barry a favor. Uh, huh? don't, uh, don't give the basketball lines of, of the scores. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I, 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 I pick the winner, but I don't use a line because I don't really know the line. If you, if you pick the line, you'll be standing in the street naked. You won't have any money. You'd be broke. (laughs) Uh, So don't, you know, think about that, what you want to do with the basketball scores. Barry criticizes you pretty badly uh, uh, publicly about what you do. (laughs) Uh,
11: All I got to say about college basketball, guys, is at the end of every game, just look at the free throw differential. And nine times out of ten, the home team will – Will be double digits on the plus side in free throws made, and that it's just it's a fact in college basketball. Although I will say the Kansas TCU game last Saturday, uh, TCU was a terrible call with a minute a minute to go, a flagrant foul with yeah. the game around Kansas, terrible. Points. But but TCU actually was plus in free throws made by they were plus seven in free throws made at Kansas, which I thought was the upset of upsets, but. You know, again, officiating in college basketball Ooh, on the road is just yep. And listen, they're human, but they are they are clearly affected by the home crowd. There is no doubt. Um,
1: yeah. What's going on in golf now? Roy McElroy, he's uh, making <laughs> up with the Lib. Uh, yeah. What, what's what's going to ultimately <laughs> happen with all this? Is this are these two going to ever merge, Doug? In your it's
11: going to happen, Barry. Yeah, and what happened was uh Rory was on a podcast last week in Ireland, and it involved some soccer guys. You know, they call it football over there. And there's legendary coach like the Nick Saban of Irish soccer was on the show with Rory, and he looks up to this guy. And they got into all sorts of stuff, and they obviously got into this Live PGA Tour thing. And Rory admitted on this show that uh he misspoke. That now that he looks back on the last two years and he, you know, he takes back most everything that he said against Liv, which was like earth shattering, right? It was yeah. like good gracious. Uh, and he admitted, he goes, listen, he realizes that he and Tiger are different than any other golfer. And when, you know, when all these golfers are making a decision, they say they're doing it for their family. He said, I, I get it now because there's not many golfers like Tiger and me that are financially secure beyond our wildest dreams. And in the same time, Phil Mickelson came on his platform, his social media platform, and instead of piling on, he said he really appreciated what Rory said. That's all he's been trying to say from the very beginning, and he hopes that one day he and Rory can play golf again and be friends. And so, yeah, I mean, this kumbaya is happening, and I think the reason being Barry and Coach is John Rahm. When John Rahm jumped, uh, he's, he's friends with Rory. He's friends with all these guys on both tours. When he jumped, it's finally like, all right, that that's the that's the final straw. We can't let any more. We can't let anybody else jump the PGA Tour. So they are in the negotiating stages now, and I think Coach and Barry, by the end of this month, we'll have a we'll have a new business plan that'll include both uh, the PGA Tour and Live coexisting. Do and the, I think that'll be the PGA
1: Tour? Do they want to make it whenever it comes out? Whatever the deal is, to make it look like they won. Is that important
9: to them?
11: Uh, I, I think it was a year ago when they, you know, but I, I don't think now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think ultimately it'll come down where they say, hey, we still control things, yeah. et cetera. Control. Yeah, they,
1: they, they, they didn't lose control, I guess is a better way.
11: They to didn't say lose that. control. That's the thing. But the bottom line is that um, live is going to continue. And the PGA Tour will continue. And I think there will be tournaments now, not next year, but in a couple of years where, and, you know, aside from the majors, where you'll have the players from both tours competing. Maybe it's a team competition, um, whatever the case may be, but I think that's going to happen. And, uh, and, and I think the only – the thing that has come out now is that, well, for example, Chris Kirk yesterday – he wins $3.6 million. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Let
2: me, me ask you about person. that.
11: Hi.
0: Let me yeah. ask you
2: about
11: that. I just got a sure. check from Tim, Tim Orton
2: that said he was yeah. so despondent about, Chris Kirk was, about um, not making it to Eastlake. Right. He's right-handed that he started playing left-handed and played left-handed, yeah. and <laughs> and, his, and his best score was 82. <laughs> uh, do, do you know anything about that? Oh, that was interesting. Yeah.
9: How is that even possible?
2: Well, I'm not, well I thought that, it was a great comment, but so yeah. I wanted to hear. Go ahead, Barry. Well,
11: in the uh, off season, uh Chris Kirk, uh, two things happened. He, he felt that he needed to get physically stronger. And so and, – and he was despondent. He had a great year last year. You know, he won the Honda, his first win in six years, and it kind of turned his career around. And, you know, he'd been through that – you know, um, he'd had a problem with alcohol. And he'd taken some time off. So it was a great comeback for him last year. Didn't make the tour championship. So he went the offseason and he said, What do I need to do to get better? And basically, his team said, You need to get stronger, physically stronger, you know. And so that's when he went in the weight room and he worked out really hard. And then all of a sudden, he said, You know what? I need to get away from the game mechanically. And he played the entire offseason, whatever that entailed, you know, two months or whatever, left handed. He went out and played nothing but left-handed, and he thought it would balance his game more. And so, yeah, and he, they showed video that on the telecast last night. Um, swing looks good. Uh, shot 82. Uh, you know, as he just played entirely. He, I mean, he put his right-handed clubs away and just played left-handed and then obviously went back to right-handed several weeks before he went out to Hawaii. And he played great. He played absolutely fantastic
2: Actually, golf. It's and amazing to me how you one. would do that. Hey, and then you win
11: $3,600,000. $3. dollars. <laughs> and and the thing is, see, it's it's the start of a new season. It's no longer the wraparound. So this that was you know the kickoff or the tee off or whatever they call it. And he won seven hundred FedEx Cup points, and that's the new one. When you have the signature events, you get more points, and so he's off to. I mean, he's number one at FedEx up points, 700 points, and he's off and running. So look out for Chris. And that earns him a spot now in all the other signature events. You know, he wasn't qualified for all eight, and now he is. And so, Chris Kirk, uh, I mean, if you win early now on the PGA Tour, you're setting yourself up for what looks like could be a career year.
1: What kind of field will we have in Hawaii uh, this week, uh, Doug?
11: Well, you know, in Maui, you had 59 guys. Which was just winners from the previous year and anybody else who had uh, made the top 50 that didn't win. So you had 59 guys. It would have been 60, but Rory didn't show up. Um, and now you have 144 players. And like Robbie Shelton, uh, former Alabama guy, is in the field. Um, and he'll be in, in Honolulu at YLI. So it, it's more of a regular tour event. Uh, where you have all these guys from the Corn Ferry Tour who were in their card last year. You have 50 guys and most of them now will be in that field. And so a guy like Justin Thomas though will not he he's gonna return in Palm Springs in two weeks. Uh, the American Express out in Palm Springs. that's when JT will come back out and play. So uh, so it'll be a nice tournament. I, I love Um uh, I've enjoyed you know when I'm out there I, you know it's a kind of an inner city golf course. It's been there forever. I think it's a terrific golf course, so it'll be fun. I just, you know, the thing is with golf, guys, you know, listen, I'm a golf guy, but last night I found myself watching football, flipping over to golf, watching football, flipping over to golf. Uh, You're always, golf's always competing against what is now playoff football for the next month leading up to the Super Bowl, but it is a niche sport. The ratings are never great for golf until you get to the master's. Um, but that's, that's you know, for those of us who love golf, that's just kind of the way it is.
1: 6.30 tonight, Doug, where will you be?
11: <laughs> that's a great question.
7: Um, yeah. I guess that uh, might, it might, might yeah. be a bad
11: answer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought that far ahead. Um, I am taking Washington, uh, and I'm taking the points, Do and I'm going it's, under. It's
1: going up to five and a half.
11: Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm taking Washington in the points. And I, I do think it'll be under. I think people are expecting this, you know, high-scoring back and forth. But I, I I think both teams, I think Michigan controls that clock, man. I tell you, against Alabama, you know, you looked up, and all of a sudden the first quarter was over. You know, you looked up, and all of a sudden it's halftime. The, the games go fast. So I, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. That's the way I would go, guys. I'm going to take Washington in the points, and I would also bet the under in the in the game too so and and you know me i've I've been hot here lately with
1: my picks uh, warm maybe let's don't go to the word hot okay all right warm
11: well warm yeah i like warm Warm's
1: (laughs)
9: better than the way it was middle of the
1: season the game's over tonight when does jim harbaugh because he's pushing now his assistant to get the job you can tell he's he's bragging all on him now so he that's what he's pushing where's jim harbaugh going uh any chance he stays? If not, then where is he going?
11: Well, you know, as you follow the story, it's interesting. Up until uh, three weeks ago, like we said, um, he handled his own negotiations. He had no agent. Uh, there was no Jimmy Sexton uh, in his life, right? Yeah, no but, cut for the agent. Either. But he, he hires an agent three weeks ago. Um, Sean Payton of the Denver Broncos said, listen, you need, I think his name is Don Wu. And uh, he he has a bunch of NFL coaches. And to me, that's a red flag, right? He, he turns it over. And now all of a sudden these jobs are open, whether it's the Washington Commanders, whether it's the Carolina Panthers, whether it's the Atlanta Falcons, whether it's the San Diego Chargers. I mean, there's a lot of jobs open, and others are going to open. So uh I, I do think he has his pick of where he wants to go. And I, I do think that um with all that, you know, and I'm not sure that... Uh, I'm not sure what the NCAA does anymore, but I do think they they would like to penalize Michigan for whatever Jim Harbaugh has done, and I think he's I think he's a lot like Pete Carroll was years ago when Pete had it really going at USC, and then all of a sudden he just out of nowhere takes the Seattle Seahawks job, and you know he hasn't been back to college. I think the same will be for Jim Harbaugh. I think tonight will be his last game. And I don't know what job he's going to have. He's going to have his pick. Whoever pays him the most money, I guess.
1: I cringe. uh, Weather. Weather. I I cringe when he's being interviewed and they ask him about the um – the scouting thing, and he says, I would love to talk about that, but, you know, but I have, you know, I can't right now because it's a legal matter or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> and saying that he had no knowledge whatsoever, it makes me want to cringe. Uh, with, I mean, it, the, the people just think you can, they were just stupid, Uh Doug. Well,
11: yeah, I mean, you know, he's, the one thing you can say about him, you know, he's always been a very peculiar Quirky guy, and he's always get you know he's kind of a weird interview. You're just not sure. Even the press conference yesterday, yeah, some of these questions, just basic questions about the game, uh, he gave rather bizarre answers. That, but that's him, and that's why these NFL teams, when you when you hire him, you bring on this kind of uh, weird persona. Uh, but then again, it's worked for other coaches. Um, why, oh, by I the way, the Patriots, players, he gets a long term contract, Barry, well, with all kind
2: of money if he doesn't make it because they're they find NFL coaches left and right.
1: I wonder why his players love him so much. Players seem to really love him.
11: Well, they do. Uh, and, and I think that's because he, he gets down with them. You know, he's right down there in the field with them. And, and, uh, you know, I think this year really, Solidified Michigan with all that they went through. I mean, they won six games without their head coach even on the sidelines, which is crazy, right? Uh, and for some reason that really well, solidified that game. team. And I, I, you know, I think that's why they've had such a wonderful season, but I, I, I really like Washington tonight with the points, but I think Washington is going to win the game because of that quarterback. I just, uh, I, and I, he didn't win the Heisman, but he should have. He, sure. He's the best he player have. in college football, Michael Penix,
2: You're right, Michael you're
11: right you know, there. He, he's outstanding. And their yeah. receivers, listen, Washington, uh, they're a very underrated football team, which is crazy to think they're 14-0. and 0. Uh, You know, you beat Oregon twice, you beat Texas, and and yet you're still a five-point dog. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like Michael Penix Jr. in Washington a lot. And to think they have not won a national championship since nineteen ninety, when Don James was there, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And Michigan Coach, has a Coach one love Don James. Now. They yeah, yeah, love Don. Dad, James.
1: Dad, do you think that uh, the hotels in Vegas would fly Doug out free and let him stay free uh, with, well, his sure. pits, with his
2: with his pit? Why sure. They in fact they would gather around. Uh,
1: would, they, would they pick him up? Would they pick him up at the airport?
2: <laughs> would they pick him up? They might just send. <laughs> the, yeah, they just the the ball, yeah <laughs> They Yeah. They didn't pay for his meals. Duh. I'm working on it, guys. Doug, where do you, you
1: stay it? out in Vegas when you go? Yeah, well he can,
2: oh. He'll bring other people, Barry, uh, <laughs> he'll bring other people with him.
1: Yeah. Where do you stay yeah. out there? Are you a whale? Doug, <laughs> where do you stay out there? When you go <laughs> to Vegas, where do you stay?
11: <laughs> Last time I went was for that golf tournament, and we stayed, uh, oh, what yeah, is, it is the place? With the big gold thing in the lobby? Um, the big lion in the lobby? The MGM. Yeah, we stayed at the MGM. Oh, uh, Doug, would it be possible? I uh, know this is uh,
2: uh, not a fair question, but it be possible for you to tell our listeners who you th- feel will win the round robin in SEC basketball this year and be the number one team in the SEC. Would that be, or do you need to study it more?
11: No, no. Um, I mean, you know, uh, the, the best team in the league right now is Tennessee. Okay. Right? I, I didn't ask that. I said, who's going to win the round robin? Oh, I, I would say, um, when all is said and done, it'll probably be uh, Tennessee.
1: Tennessee. All right. Who do you say is going to win it? Me. Yeah. Kentucky.
11: Hmm. What, and that was a that was really a fun game to watch. Kentucky, Florida, um, the other day. Uh, I, I like those young guys that Coach Cow's running out there for Kentucky, and I, they still have another seven foot kid that they're waiting to get. You know, the NCAA to rule yeah. his eligibility. Yeah. So, but I I think Tennessee's. Listen, and Rick's teams always play good early and falter late. But uh, I just and and listen, they're great. They really play hard on the defensive end. I love Tennessee, and what about Auburn I'm going in there and, and beating 83-51? Wow, that was impressive, and that that was a shocker of shockers. I uh, just Auburn's pretty good. I mean, you know, they're pretty good. Oh. I just, I, I thought the Arkansas team kind of quit there at the yeah, end. Yeah, they now did. It. They
2: turned in their uniform early. Uh, who yep. is the oh, best,
1: who is currently the best college basketball coach out there, Doug? Well. I know I'm putting uh, you on the spot. When I tell so, you who yeah. I am. What, qu-
2: what a question. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a
1: easy. It's an easy answer. But you're just not thinking. Uh, I'll well, tell you, who, I'll tell you who I think is. Okay. I, know I, know, who I, know I know who he's going to say. not because they're undefeated, but this guy is. He, his teams take on his person. Kelvin Sampson is the best basketball coach in the NCAA. You know who the be- you know who the second best basketball coach is in the country? Yes, you agree with me on Kelvin? I would say
2: probably so. And Bill at Kansas, you know who the third best, bas- second best basketball coach is in the country? Hey. He's at Samford University. Ah. Bucky Bucky McMillan, cool. Bucky um, McMillan is big time, and they've coach. won they won thirteen in a row, haven't they? Like he can coach, brother, against officials that uh, will give you a screw-in on the road in that league.
11: Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's doing a great job. I, I thought, and I think Coach Hurley at Connecticut is a pretty good coach too.
1: Yes, he is. Think, he is. A I, you know, darn good. I, he is darn good. Yeah. Um, he's certainly
11: in that conversation.
1: All right, Gary got mad at me. Said I cut you off when you were talking about Arkansas quitting. Why did you think Arkansas <laughs> quit, Doug?
11: Well, they did. Uh, my goodness, I was watching that game, and uh, you know it went from whatever it went from twelve or fourteen points, and then suddenly it winds up thirty-two. Um, you know those kids; those kids quit on their coach, and it was just—I mean—the effort level was it was gone there okay. and i you know and it's very rare in arkansas i don't think i've ever seen that at arkansas oh, you know, around the way it is i just that, would, that that really surprised me um a lot
1: yeah cuz normally uh, they have a tremendous home court advantage tremendous
11: oh my goodness and they were fired up you know the crowd was there um but auburn just took the crowd completely out of it and then with about oh 12 minutes to go in the game um i mean it was over and uh, you know when the coach after the game apologizes uh, for the performance of the team, et cetera. I mean, that's that's very uh, telling to me. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you. I, one I think that qu- be hard for Arkansas to come back this yeah. season on I, I ask you
2: one other golf question. Outside sure. of Augusta, outside of the Masters, with this common, with this deal of them maybe merging or um, whatever, are we going to have a hard time? Are we going to be, am I going to be able to watch golf the way I want to on television? I mean, it's not, I can't find it half the time, the golf
11: channel. Am I going to struggle trying to find good golf? Well, no, I mean, as far as the PGA tour, I mean, they're, they're solidified with CBS and NBC. Uh, and, you know, Liv now hopes that with the addition of John Rahm, that they'll have a few more eyeballs watching them on the CW channel. Uh ultimately what's gonna happen, coach, and this is what the people from Live really believe, um, and I'm not a believer, but they believe the future is team golf. And they think you know, eventually there'll be these you know, in the off season, uh people are gonna love watching just like you watch a football game or a baseball okay. game or a basketball game. Hey, today it's gonna to be Tigers oh. team against John Rahm's team. Really? It's going to be Phil's team against Justin Thomas's team.
1: Is that due to, uh, due to live betting? Yeah,
11: exactly. They think that's the future, and these, these like John Rom has already been told, that, you know, he has 100% equity in his team for the future. He'll own his own team. He'll just be like an owner of an NFL team. So he can uh, fire, he can uh, fire that, players right. off his team and bring somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can fire players, bring them on. He can play with Sergio if he wants. He can play with you know, all, all Spanish guys, if you want. And that's ultimately what they they think Great. the plan is. Team golf, and you'll have a Japanese team, a Spanish team, a Canadian team, several American teams, uh, you know, a South American team, a Korean team. And they think it'll be a global, and they think it'll be popular. I, I'm not I sold on that I'm because I think either. golf is an individual sport. Yeah. I like the Ryder Cup, obviously. Would you like
1: it, though if you could bet per hole? Like you're betting that hole, like who's going to win the hole?
11: Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what, Barry, that's what, it all comes down to gambling, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
11: would you I,
4: tell, I, I would you tell Barry,
2: it. would you tell Barry how much John Rahm made, uh, so he would know, and I would like, I'd like to know too. Um, what, the,
11: the final contract? was a yeah. contract he got when he moved over to LIV, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's speculated any, anywhere from $350 to $500 million to 500000000 dollars and on top of that, uh, he gets 100 percent equity in this team that we were just talking about. And so they're, you know, if if their future, uh, you know, what they think is going to happen in the future, and he owns this team, then, you know, it, you know these NFL teams sell for and NBA teams sell for billions of dollars. That's what the lift people believe. They believe golf will become so popular in the team aspect that these teams that these players own. Mm. Will be worth billions of dollars in Do the future. Can, I don't know.
1: People can buy the teams know. and sponsor them. Can people? Yeah, buy I the-
11: mean that's absolutely. I mean you're going to have all this, and uh, and it'll be global. I mean, where does the, the what is Phil and JT standing? All this? I know. I, feel, I mean they're
2: different pa- sides of, of the of the sidewalk, but JT's probably he didn't he didn't go and play this past week because. Because the scores are going to be so low you can't make any money. That's where you didn't go, I guess. Uh, Who's that?
11: Justin Thomas? Yeah. Well, I mean, Justin Justin Thomas, by the way, you know, the Rory Tiger team deal uh, was supposed to happen now. You know, here in the next few months. But then they had, you know, uh, weather destroyed the, uh, you know, the place where they were going to do most of this stuff. You know, the production house. And so they put it off for a year. But Justin Thomas already was going to own the team in that league in Atlanta, and so that's what's going to happen in the future. JT will own a team in the Tiger Rory uh, team competition, which will happen. It'll be simulated golf where you'll be inside a production house, you know, hitting simulated that, stuff. know no golf, crap. No, so, right. <laughs> golf. I'm just telling you, golf is evolving. Uh, much more than just the regular tour stop week by week with the four majors, the players—it's evolving. And that, the one thing you say about live golf, it has changed the landscape. Uh, obviously, players are making a ton more money than they used to. But this team aspect and all sorts of things are getting—you know—it's—it's it's happening. And there's a lot of these billionaire guys that are getting involved with with golf that you know that weren't there before. So the game as we know it uh, is changing. And in the next two four six eight, ten years, a decade from now uh professional golf it will it will not look anything like it does now yeah, you still, oh, still going to the... travel okay. you still going to travel with it yeah, as long as they as long as they keep having me out there, yeah.
1: Um, well, he keeps winning all these gambling. He'll just better pay for his own travel while he's gambling. Well,
11: yeah. I mean, like, wait, wait till I cash in tonight, guys. Oh, yes, my goodness. Big. All right, Doug. Next week, them, what I'm talking to you. Tell them about MD
1: Wellness and Aesthetics for you guys.
11: <laughs> yes, and that is not a gamble. That's a sure thing. Yeah. 582-9213-MD Wellness and Aesthetics. 650 Inverness Corners. Susan Brignette is the owner. Dr. Dawn McNuso is the MD. Um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, the guy who, um, was in the Rocky three movie, remember, uh, you know, he, he, fought Rocky. He was the Russian. Um, he, I saw him on social media last night and he talked about going to a place like MD wellness. He got laser treatments. He got this needle, uh, thing in his skin. He said, all men should do that. And that's what I'm telling all the men listeners go to MD wellness and aesthetics 205-582-9213. The stuff they can do for your skin, it'll make you look 20 years younger. Uh, give Susan a call. Again, MD Wellness MDWellnessAndEsthetics.com. 20 years? Doug, 20 you're, the, you're, 20 the,
1: years. you're the best, Doug. Uh, so you're talk saying to- take Washington. I keep your phone on you. I'm going to text you during the game.
11: Yeah. Well, All good. right. I'll talk to you next week, Doug. i see you, Doug. <laughs> All
1: right, Doug. something about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes.
11: Prince Glover and Hayes,
1: attorneys that
2: uh, can help you if you have an accident that shouldn't have been an accident. If somebody's coming after you, there's something that happens on the highways, in the neighborhood, by kin folks, where it might be, and we have all kind of problems. Goodness gracious, if you look through the holidays about stuff that's happened, it's unbelievable. Prince Glover and Hayes can and can walk you and talk you through that and tell you what you, what rights you have in that. And uh then they can meet with you at seven one Rice Mine Road, three four five one two three four is their phone number. But hey hey, when this happens to you, you're, you're completely lost because it's never happened to you before in most in most cases, and you don't know about the accident situation. You're down and out and can't move. Uh, you need some help. Prince Glover and Hayes can give you that help, represent you in the right way. Three four five one two three
1: four. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. You just a tied 100.9 to see home of Alabama sports.
11: No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality
0: of services performed by other lawyers. Tied 100.9 traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident along the westbound side of McFarland Boulevard. This is near Academy Drive. Right lane is blocked for the moment, and it does look like a little backup is starting to form for drivers there. Another accident working on southbound 15th Street at the overpass near 12th Avenue. A right lane is blocked there as well, but backup appears to be minimal, at least for the time being. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
0: The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to Inside Locker. I'll get right up here to the uh Yellowwood Hotline, Great Southern Hotline. Morning, Digger. How are you? Hey, Digger.
12: Hey. Just Who? got back from New York is, last night. Is Texas favorite tonight, Digger? Oh, never
1: mind. They're saying they're, yeah. they're doing the same thing. Right. Yeah.
12: Let me tell you, put all your money on Pinnock. My God, that guy wouldn't stop. Me. He he never that guy was good. He was very much like Joe Burrow, man. That guy never missed. And he's a left-hander. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going with Washington. But guess what? The polls, not that y'all care, two things that I got out of New York. Everybody's up for Michigan over there. I don't know what the connection is. They want Michigan to win. I said, really? And I was in five sports bars and seven restaurants in six days. Like they love their Michigan up there, and I guess they like Harbaugh. I don't know why. Yeah, Here is the other thing. Hey, Lexi, Well, are you ready for this? You are gonna. Yeah. You are not gonna believe this. Okay. I'm in the middle of Times Square. Uh huh. Do You know where all those big screens uh, are up in the, oh, yeah. above the building? Oh yeah. yeah. There it was. CBS Sports pushing the Masters. It's really? January. And they're yep. playing that bird music in the middle of a snowstorm in Times Square.
8: Yeah, well, I'm telling you, a big PTA, deal now. Just
12: Listen to this: you're gonna die. I'm sitting right next to a sport agent in the middle of this place. Guess what? They're bringing team sport to the four majors. You're gonna have your individual champions. This is his prediction. Then they're going to bring the team sports to the Masters. Really? to I'm like, no way, no way. There's no who, way. Who, if you if they, had,
1: if they had team golf, who would you buy? Who would you want to lead your team? You could buy anybody in the in golf.
12: I like I like Steve and Justin. I think they're going to have a team together.
1: Really. They wouldn't have
12: their yeah, own Yeah, they're team? not going live, but guess what? They're going to push this concept and put it into the four majors. I'm like, no way this is happening. That <laughs> is <such> a <laughs>
1: atrocity. I can't
12: it. believe it.
1: There you go. Don't sound right, does it? Doesn't sound right. Thank you. No. You,
12: you back? Are you back? Yes, I'm back.
1: All, All right. right. He's back. All right. Uh, back up to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Morning, Tom.
8: Hey, Barry, I had to give you a double dose because you've been out for a while.
1: Double me up What we got.
8: Uh, were y'all, uh, I heard y'all talking about the left-handed, right-handed golfer on uh, on tour. Yeah. Uh, do y'all remember that conversation? Yeah, with
1: Doug, yeah. We just had it. Yeah. Yeah.
8: At, at Indian Hills, there's a guy over there that I was told by some members that I used to play with over there that he would go out in the morning, play right-handed, and let other people beat him. They'd go in and get lunch, and he'd get a bet going saying, look, I'll play left-handed, and I'll play y'all for X amount of dollars. They'd go, okay, we'll take that. And he'd go out
2: there, and he'd whip their rear end left-handed. You know who it was, Coach? No, I don't. I don't know that. I, I know it was the Indian. I mean, I you need, Indian to get,
8: you need to get him
2: on the show. He'd be a great isn't Who it? is it? Hootie Ingram.
1: I don't think that's going to happen.
2: That ain't going to happen on me. <laughs> well, I'll I tell you what. It, that
8: somebody told me that he can play left-handed or right-handed.
1: Yeah.
2: Tom. Yes, I uh I, I wouldn't give.
8: I, I won't say anything. Thank you, Tom. Did I Thanks. say something? Did I say
2: something
1: wrong? Eh, no. not really. You didn't know, really you did. You you didn't know you, you did. Thank I you. Didn't know. No problem. No problem. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, but the guy can play. Left handed and shoot eighty. That's a, that to me is to be able to turn around and swing a club and then go back. I don't know. That's kind of amazing to me. So, um all right, we'll get out of here. I guess. You yeah, but I,
2: I want to mention before we go, we got bad weather, folks, coming in tonight. Storms, uh a lot of high winds. Be darn sure if you're on the highways that you get to where you're getting before you get there.
1: What time's it coming in?
2: I don't the know. That Barry, it's going to be more South Alabama. Than it is uh, us. But it's also going to affect us
1: some. I hope they don't cancel school tomorrow. I got a game tomorrow, I don't need them to cancel it. If they cancel school, then you can't play the game. We got uh, Northridge taking on the Central, my alma mater, the Central Falcons tomorrow night. We'll uh, over, a game over at Northridge. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way. I know, but uh, I thought you may have to. D- <laughs> All right, we'll. we'll All right, we'll take a break here. we come back and then wrap it up. Use the Tide 100.9 at the home of Alabama Sports.
0: Tide 100.9 traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident along the westbound side of McFarland Boulevard. This is near Academy Drive. Right lane is blocked for the moment, and it does look like a little backup is starting to form for drivers there. Another accident working on southbound 15th Street at the overpass near 12th Avenue. A right lane is blocked there as well, but backup appears to be minimal, at least for the time being. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. With 100.9
0: Tuscaloosa weather.
6: Becoming mostly cloudy today, a chance of rain this afternoon, the high 53. Very windy tonight with widespread rain. Winds could gust as high as 45 miles per hour. low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, windy. Rain ending during the morning, the high 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3320 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr.
0: SEC tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide (laughs) 100.9.
1: All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. Make way for the Gary Harris show. It was nice to be back. Appreciate you, Justin. We'll be out with you tomorrow morning. We'll discuss the championship game tonight with Kevin Skarbinski and Coach Jack Crow. You just tied 100.9. This is he home of Alabama Sports?